All right, guys, so welcome back to the Rogers Arm Podcast, where we discuss all things Army. And today I'm going to be talking about the Army's Battle Staff course. And without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. Roger Sarn. All right, guys, so as I already stated before, we're going to be talking about the Battle Staff course. And um, a quick rundown of what we're going to be talking about is what is the Battle Staff course? What does it consist of? What are the the course's assessments, right, that you're going to be taking throughout the course? And what documents do you need to request the course? And where is the resident course offered, all right? So to start off with the first question is, what is the Army Battle Staff course? Like, what what is it about? So in reality, the Battle Staff course is a branch and material function functional course, right? So that means anyone from st- any staff sergeant through master sergeant can prepare them for themselves for the staff assignment, right? So like when I went to the course, there was, I'm a medic, there was legal in there, there was 25 series in there, um, scouts in there, tankers, everyone was in there. So the course provides a training that is uh, relevant pretty much to the mission duties and responsibilities assigned to the NCOs that are working at a battalion or higher like position both in the, and obviously in battlefield and in garrison, right? So as, as already told, like you can be in, you can be a staff sergeant through mass sergeant. Um, but typically, um, when you're in a staff position, it's like the ASI 2S code. Those, that's what it's geared towards because once you're done with the course, that's the ASI that it'll, it'll produce. So you can go there, even if you're not assigned to that coded position. However, those NCOs that are in the two Sierra positions will have priority, right? So for instance, myself, when I went, I was already in a two Sierra coded position, right? I'm a medical operations NCO, right? So I have to have that, or I should have had that prior to getting in there or sometime, right? So that's the priority. Um, it, Use Battle Staff uses the experiential learning model strategy, right? So if you've been to any NCOES, you already know what the experiential learning model is. It's pretty much um, the the teacher. They're no longer teachers; they're facilitators. So what they're going to be doing is they give you the night before or the day before. They'll say, "Hey, read these um, these doc these doctrines," and they'll give you like the the um, sections that you need to read in order to come in the next day and be able to actually knowledgeably speak about it, right? <laughs> Does that always happen? Not all the time. Um, a lot of us go off of experience. A lot of us go off of the actual doctrine and we've read it. A lot of us just go in there and just shut the heck up and don't say nothing. But that's the expectation. Is it a lot to read the night before? Hell Yeah. But if you want to eloquently speak and not sound like a doofus, then you at least read enough that you can answer. Because when when you go to the course, um, you're going to have it, the, the one I went to is uh, it was a uh, VTC. Right. So they just look at a name and they pick that name and call you and you'll be looking weird if they call you and you're not ready to, to answer eloquently. Right. So um, the next one is. What does the course consist of, right? So in reality, the course, 
assessment includes like a short answer response. It includes a short answer essay, uh, graphic and overlays. That's an assessment. The course of action sketch, like the core sketch, that's also uh, another one. And then the plans, orders, and attachments. So the actual approved design is 175 hours and it covers 30 lessons, right? And um, it has... um, yeah, so it covers 30 lessons and eventually you're, you're, you're going to see when, when you go that they kind of like go off of the foundation phase, mission command, MDMP, and the uh, combined arms rehearsal. Um, most of the time, I'm not going to lie, is spent at the MDMP because that prepares you for the, the car, right? The combined arms rehearsal. That's going to prepare you for that. So there's so, there's like, Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. There's like sixteen subjects there. It's 112 hours at that point. So all of that time spent, and you're gonna do PowerPoints, you're gonna do sketches, you're gonna do group work. It's 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 a whole thing, and and it's awesome to be honest with you. Like if you ever been in the MDMP and you felt lost, this course is for you. I'm not gonna lie because this irons out a lot of those creases that you're gonna have. Um, and once you're done, like once you graduate from the, uh, battle staff course, you're going to receive a, the, the identifier of the two Sierra, right? Um, you're also going to get a DA form 87 and, um, it's not a 1059, right? So therefore it's, it's, it's a totally different, um, type of, uh, uh DA form. So you'll upload that as well to your, um, IPERMs and then you'll get a certificate of training as well. Um, let's talk about the assessments that you're going to take during your time at Battlestaff. Um, it's a month long, by the way, uh, a little bit under 30 days. It's uh, You have GPA and non-GPA, right? So your GPA, you have 100% and it's broken down by like percentages, right? So your short answer response or the SAR, that's 10%. And then you're going to have two short answer essays, the SAEs, and combined that's going to be 30%. And then you have your plans, orders, and attachments assessment, and that's 20%. And then you're going to have your graphic and overlays assessment. That's probably the most fun. Like the plans, orders, and attachment, that was okay. But the graphic and overlays is frustrating because you're using your map markers on um, on, on clear um, patent document protector type sheets. And in, every time you mess up, you got to erase it and it just looks crazy. If you're kind of OCD or you just like neat stuff, it's going to bug you the whole time. But that's that was probably the most fun time right there. That's 30%. And then you have your core sketch. That's another 10%. And then your non-GPAs, you're pretty much going to have another SAE. And then you're going to have a country brief. And you, you're going to be broken up into two sides. So you're going to have the infamous Denovia and Atropia that you're going to be talking about. Um, then you have your core brief and your mission analysis brief. Those are uh, those are fairly in depth. I'm not gonna lie. Like I I, I remember when we did our IP I, our yeah our IPB. That sh- I think between the mission analysis brief and the IPB, those were like 80 slides. I'm not gonna lie, but it overall the course. I'm not gonna lie. It it. It offers a lot, right? So if you've ever been in the MDMP and you've just kind of like felt weird and lost and kind of like that you don't belong there, it's it's for a reason. 
because you're not up to date on what the actual um, process is. You can know the seven step process, but I'm not going to lie. When you just go into mission analysis, there's 18 steps in that step. Right. And to be (laughs) to be honest with you, you're sitting there and you're just going through like, let's say, for instance, you got the you got to determine constraints. You got you got your risk assessment. Who likes doing a risk assessment? Everyone hates that. I've seen full blown trainings go down because someone hasn't done their risk assessment. Um, you also have to develop initial themes and messages. Uh, you have to develop proposed problem statements, and then you have to develop mission statements, mission analysis briefs that that we spoke about. And then you're gonna have to like develop. Um, issues like like the develop an issue like in in the initial commander's intent like all of this stuff is are are things that you're going to be having to do and just think about it i think it was like 16 of us so they broke it up in eight and eight and you have so many brains that are all experienced so that takes time and a lot of patience like we sometimes we were like all right let's just take a break and come back to it because things are getting heated you know, and um, and I, I'm not going to lie, like through that process, you're going to learn how to kind of like make make friends <laughs> because through the suck, that's when everyone kind of like, you know, starts feeling more more attached to each other. But, yeah, there's there's um, like I said, there's 18 steps in just the mission analysis step. And that's just step two. If we uh, go into step four, that's another eight eight steps, right? Because that's the co-analysis and the war. That's pretty much wargaming, right? And that right there, that's going to take up a whole, like if you've, if you've really, really done one of these in real in, in real time, that's a whole day, maybe a, a couple of days because that's where they play stump the chump, right? As two comes in and they start telling you, okay, so you found this out. So what about this? What are your plans for this? What are your plans for this method, right? So it's, it's fun. It's frustrating. But at the same time, when you put your learning hat on, it, it's it's at the end of the day, it's going to be really, really good for you. Um, will you get automatically promoted because you have battle staff is not necessarily true. But when you go into um, a staff position and you're expected to perform and understand like graphic and overlay something that you would think is very simple, but you you'd be surprised of all the mistakes that we made or or just the, the type of overlays or or the type of graphics that we were using and it's not doctrinal you know um it's like when you have like a guard position or something like that a lot of times we were doing it backwards right uh, when you have a screen we were also doing those backwards or we were just depicting them the wrong way and um it's a lot of knowledge that you bring back to your um to your unit or your battalion, or your brigade, wherever you are, to your section. Um, the IPB process itself, that right there was, I, I, I can't remember. Like, it, I, I'm not going to lie, I kind of blacked out at that point because it was so much information that I think we spent two two days on that, maybe two days on, on just that part. And, and all of this is just, like I said, we're getting ready for the combined arms rehearsal and the combined arm rehearsal. Um, we, so let me just go back. Right. So we were third three ABCT, right? 
So it was kind of like we were, many of us were already part of the, well, of LBCT because it was a lot of from 2nd Brigade. Um, I'm from 3rd Brigade, so I kind of understood a lot of it, most of it, because um, I was at 3-8 CAV first, and then I come up to the brigade. So I understood a lot of it. So it was easy. It, it was easier for me, not easy, but it was easier for me, and it was a lot easier for my team because I understood the structure, I understood the MTO, I understood battle positions, I understood attack positions and concepts. But those those of us who 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 didn't know, who don't know anything about it, just know like they're gonna. I'm, I'm not sure if it'll continue to be the same, but you'll be uh, a combined arms battalion or you'll be a, a BCT. And then you have your battalions, right? And and with us, we started off as a battalion, and we started off at three eight, which was crazy. So I was I, I, I felt super comfortable, and 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 I told my team that my team kind of felt even more comfortable. I mean, I'm pretty sure that that they were comfortable regardless, but it was a lot easier for us to kind of like depict what we wanted to do. And then, um, so we did a couple weeks of that, and then the last week we 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 turned into the brigade. So now we're 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 third brigade, and we're having to get all this information from all the battalions. Now the thing about <laughs> about that is, like I told you, it's a VTC, the one I went to, right? So um, I'm on um, West Fort Hood, and we are trying to get all this information from freaking from Bliss from North Carolina, from Liberty, like it, it, I can't even remember like where everyone, where everyone was. Right. So we had people from Vilsec. I remember that. Oh, actually. Yeah. We had some from Irwin Shaw Air Force Base. Yep. 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 So yeah, we had, um, Fort Stewart, Fort Irwin, Shaw Air Force Base, Vilsec. I think Vilsec had two classrooms, uh, Fort Liberty and then Fort Cavazos. So that was all of us. And could you imagine trying to get all these, um, all this information from VTC and everyone having to stay over a little bit later and stuff like that just to coordinate. You can barely coordinate on the same installation. Imagine multiple installations. So that was a challenge, but it was it was fun because it got um, it got done. So yeah, we we're, we're doing all this um, the the MDMP. We're we're doing the plans, orders, and attachments. We're we're talking about our um, space and domain and our planning considerations. All of this to culminate to do a combined arms rehearsal via VTC, and it was different because we're not showing the graphics as if as if you've ever been in a car. You'll have this big giant. At least with us, we have a big giant map of whatever area that we're talking about and we're literally on there like all our graphics are there and we're moving as if we're the actual element so you have to you you take that and you have to get creative and now you're making all of this same information you're putting it on a um on a powerpoint <laughs> on a powerpoint and it was so difficult to put it on a powerpoint like you have to put a layer on top of another layer on top of another layer. Like um, it, it, it was rough. It was rough, but it, but we did it. And um, I remember, I think it was uh, San First Class Mata. He, he, he was the one who kind of like broke that whole, like um, the, the code on how to like drop everything over on top of everything, like create an overlay in PowerPoint. And um, obviously we left all that information there. So for the next class, 
but yeah, it was it it, it was rough. Um, you got to do all your annexes. You have to because they break you up into war fighting functions, right? So you'll have um, a, every function. You have intelligence. You have your med ops. You have your move and maneuver, um, movement and maneuver. Um, so you'll you'll have her, and then you have your exo, and then you have your your commander. So. Um, oh, and, and I think Seaburn is the other one. Um, yeah. Um, dang it. I forgot. I forgot what it's called. But yeah, so everyone's broken down like that. So every section has to create their own annex. And all those annexes have to be referred to with the, within the op order. And the op order has to be, you have to extract everything in order to get all your information. You know, MDMP, right? Plans, orders, and attachments. You're getting all the information so you can push it all down to the daggone um, battalion so battalions can push it down to your units and units can 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 get to popping, right? So it was fun. I I I just I I just think everyone that 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 has an opportunity to do it, they need to do it, right? Need to go there. Um the next thing is what do you need in order to even request the course and where are they offered, right? So there's four sheets that you're going to need. Three if you're not in a um, two Sierra position. But if you're in a two Sierra, I'm sorry, if you're in a two Sierra position, you need three. If you're not in the two Sierra position, then you're going to need a waiver memo, right? So you're going to need a bio sheet, a pre-execution checklist, a DA-4187 requesting the class and the dates. And um, make sure you request the class number and the class date. And then once the schoolhouse gets it, um, nickel code, they'll either adjust it or put you in that class. And then you'll need a waiver memo for those who are not in a two Sierra position. Those are the only four documents you need. And all of these documents can be found on the battle staff website, right? And it's not, it's not that difficult. You go to ncoworldwide.army.mil and you click battle staff and you're going to see it right there. And then on the right hand side, you'll see everything that you need. All the documents, you just click everything and it, it just walks you through it. Now, I will be making a YouTube video for this so I can show you exactly what I um, put on my bio sheet. Because for some reason, man, I've been chasing this class for like a year. I'm not going to lie. We went to Poland, we came back, and I, and we redeployed and did everything. And, I'm, and I just get... So I've, I've done most of my position without all, most of my time without being to Sierra. And had to lean and, and learn along the way but yeah you need these four documents and the courses are offered in uh, Fort Bliss the Aventio Academy in uh, Fort McCoy Wisconsin you have another one in uh, Fort Indiana Town Gap Pennsylvania this is what is on the website Camp Williams Utah and you can also attend the VTC right or the VTT but typically if you're if if you're in um in the regular army, you go to Fort Bliss, the, the Fort McCoy maybe, but the other ones I'm I I don't have too much um insight on those, but definitely Fort Bliss, you go in person. I thought I was going in person to Fort Bliss until I got my dag on um my my welcome letter, and they was like, nah, you're not going. You're gonna go right there to uh, Fort Hood, which is which was pretty cool because right there, you have um um it's just the is closer proximity and and the instructors mr jacinto and uh, mr vasquez they're freaking a1 right a lot of the information like they build their own course within the course meaning that they have all the documents that you that you're gonna need 
in order to succeed. Hey, this is what we do. This is what study this. This is how how we do graphic and overlays, the IBB process. Here are the steps that you're going to need. Now execute. Like those guys are A1. I mean, they're going to make fun of you. It's funny because um, Mr. Jacinto, he's he he he's his quote is minus two. Anything you do wrong is minus two. And Mr. Vasquez is uh, we don't want to hear your lies, your war stories. You can save it for your break. It's funny, man. But yeah. All right. So just to wrap this up real fast, um, I just wanted to get on and do a quick battle staff course. Um, oh, by the way, this is uh, actually this is the first episode for season three. So those of you who have um, been here um, from the get go, we've literally done three seasons. Well, two seasons going into season three. So that's 10 episodes per season, 20 episodes. And those of you who have been listening, listening, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Um, I'll keep doing this because I think everyone needs some type of knowledge. Um, if it gets bigger than what it is and I get more people to listen to and more um, interaction from you guys of what you want to hear, it's even better. If not, I'll just keep grinding it out on my own, putting out just good information. But yes, Season three, I'm pretty proud of myself. I'm proud of you guys for tuning in all the time and uh, getting this information because a lot of this stuff I didn't have when I was coming up. So we kind of had to um, we we had to fend for ourselves, and I don't believe that we need to do that as um, as as these future leaders are coming up in this time of time and age when you have individuals that can just put the information out on any social media, any platform. So. Um, off my soapbox. So let's let's go ahead and wrap this up. So we spoke about what the Army um, Battle Staff is, what it consists of. We spoke about the GPA and non-GPA assessments. We spoke about how do you get the course and where the course is offered. And we spoke about the importance of the course, which is you will understand what the MDMP process is at the end of the day. You will understand graphic and overlays. You will understand how to perform your staff position at the end of the day. Oh, and then last thing also get that, um, get that, what is it called? That, um, that smart book, that, that battle staff smart book. You're not going to use it as much as you think, but it's still a good tool to have. So yeah, thank you guys for listening. If you have any suggestions, you can go ahead and email me at rogersarnt at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can put that in there. If you know any troops that want to be on the um, on the podcast and get interviewed and put their information out, same thing, same avenue of approach. I'm really looking to interview junior leaders, um, because junior soldiers, because I think that their um, their word needs to be spread out on on why is it that a lot of these guys because a lot of these guys are getting out or why they do what they do or what is it that they want? Because I just had a soldier that he was mine when I was in three, eight, he just got out. And this guy's a stellar soldier. He literally got his DD two fourteen yesterday. Um, Corpus, Corporal Jordan, man, stellar soldier and the army lost one there. So yeah, um, go ahead and, uh, download, leave a review. And as always remember, you don't have to embrace the suck. If you got the right tools in your rub. I'm Sergeant First Class Cruz, and I'm out. Roger, sorry.